1: Suds. Suds. It's time for more Suds.
2: Welcome, everyone, to this Suds segment. I'm one of your hosts, good old gal Juliana, and joining me today at the table is good old boy Kendall.
0: Do you have the time to listen to me whine? (laughs) Don't
3: worry, we'll edit that out.
2: (laughs) I think that's perfect. Yeah,
3: that was good. It's good.
2: Good old boy Dave.
0: I can't follow that. Oh, how am I supposed to follow that?
2: Ooh. See,
0: I, did I silence Dave for once? Yeah. He's speechless. Wait,
2: we got to write this down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, he, in the sand? No, I'm just
3: kidding. He crapped all over my intro. That's what he <laughs> did. Kind of how appropriate.
2: Cool. Well, recently we started a new series, and we call it Beer Club. Beer Club. Yeah. Think of a book club, but. With records and beer,
3: so it's really more of a record club, but they don't have those anymore. Sure, you know where you could get ten for a dollar.
2: Ten for a dollar.
3: Wasn't that Columbia House? You get ten for a dollar. Sometimes it was like
0: thirteen for a penny. Yeah, Yeah, it was was thirteen for a penny. penny. And then of
2: course you paid a lot after.
0: Yeah, that's how they
3: got you. Unless you got your mom to call them and tell them that you're only twelve and there's no way they're going to get their money.
0: (laughs) <laughs> it was just a- Man, I joined a bunch of those. I had a huge tape collection, cassette tapes. Oh
2: no way! I and, didn't know uh, they had cassette. Tapes. Yeah, they had. They they, they swapped f- over
0: to cassette tapes. Oh. Yeah. when those got big, and, and then
3: they uh, then they went to CDs, and the CDs mm-hmm. was, I think that was a dollar.
0: Yeah, might that might have been, but uh, okay. Yeah, I remember yeah. there was a penny at first. You had to yeah. tape the penny to the card, put yep. it in the mail.
2: And then like each what like whatever you wanted, you had to like
1: you
3: take had to like mark your your to, genres yeah. that you liked yep. or whatever. And then they would just start sending you one every month until you said no,
2: stop, please or whatever. Or yeah. your
3: mom called them.
2: Yeah, or your yeah. mom called. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, do you want to Oh, sorry. So,
3: someone picks an album. Oh, I'm sorry. We're talking about Beer Club. Okay. So, someone (laughs) picks an album. Then we all listen to it. Then we each pick a beer that pairs well with it. Now, we'll all sit around and each of us will share our beer and talk about why uh, we think it pairs well with the album. Okay. Or something like that.
2: Yeah. Sounds good.
3: Yeah. Sure. I don't know.
2: Good old boy, Kendall. Since you picked the album, why don't you tell us about it?
0: Oh my gosh, this, this album was so revolutionary. Uh, you know, I was I I was a child of the eighties, so I grew up listening to a lot of eighties metal and eighties punk. Sure. And it was all good music. And then we hit the nineties and things changed really fast. We oh, got yeah. into the era of grunge got and dark. Really dark, really angsty, and I mean I still love a lot of those bands, especially Nirvana's. Never mind. What an album. Oh, yeah. But everything was so, you know, it was music to kill yourself to. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really sad and depressing. Just wear flannel and cry a lot. And then Green Day came out of nowhere with just this great pop punk sound. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun. They, they seemed just like a bunch of idiots who were just having a blast I mean, there was some of that angst in there that you were getting, but it was so different than the the rest of the flannel-wearing grunge out of, you know, the Northwest. These guys from California were just having so much fun. They were a little bit crazy, a little bit nuts, and it's just a great album. I mean, the whole album is great, but there's five songs, and, you know, their singles were just legendary. And when you listen to those songs, and they came on, on the radio, or even now I listen to the you know, one of the serious XM channels that plays a lot of the 90s alternative and grunge. They're so much fun. And when you realize they're all in the same record together, it kind of blows your mind because mm-hmm. most bands put it on an album with maybe one great song and a couple mediocre ones. Yeah. Sure. Their singles on this were huge. And, you know, sometimes it's a little going for the ratings, but they're really good, solid songs and they really are the best songs on the album. I mean, there's some good ones on there, but those were so great. I think about you know Longview, Basket Case, When I Come Around, uh, She, which I don't know was officially a single, but it's really good. You still hear it a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And then of course Welcome to Paradise, um, just so much fun. I think Basket Case is the my most fun the most fun song out of there. It's just <laughs> so great. Yeah. Got a great riff, great drive, mm-hmm. and wow. And Dookie's still. I've got two favorite Green Day albums, but they're both very different. To me, 90s Green Day, Dookie is just the epitome of it. Sure. We get past 2001 when all the world, you know, kind of started going crazy. And mm-hmm. I think American Idiot is a fantastic album, but it's a whole different Green Day at that well, point. Well, kind
3: of showcases the longevity of their career, too. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. And it's just, I've always loved American Idiot. It's one of my favorites, especially as a concept album. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know if there was a concept to Dookie other than just having fun and being kind of nitwits.
2: Yeah, and they were pretty young at that time, too, right? 21. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So So,
3: 1994, Dookie, by their uh, major label debut. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's crazy.
3: Reprise Records.
2: Okay. Well, good old boy Dave, why don't you give us the Suds ratings for today, and then we'll be on our way.
3: All right, let's get into this Dookie. So we'll be discussing these be- and rating these beers while we talk about Dookie. With these such ratings plus our signature belching sounds, here are those ratings now. One, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Two, was that a belch? Three, ah, what a relief. Four, a body should really not make that sound. Uh, uh, uh. and five listen to that hang time give me another
2: sounds good well we can't play any clips from Dookie unfortunately yeah but we encourage you to check it out for yourself, and vinyl is always the best option, but you can stream it online or any other way that you get your music. Put
3: you butt
0: out to the record store, buy yep. you a copy. Yep, and right. it's it's a fast listen, too. You can listen to this whole album through, I forget what the runtime is, but it, it gets by quickly, so like some of these songs are just two or three minutes long. 39 and a half minutes, whole yeah. thing, boom, you That's done. That's a short sure. one. Yeah.
2: So, on the technical side of this, the studio album by Green Day is called Dookie. It was released February 1st, 1994. It was recorded in September and October of 1993, which, Mm -hmm. in the scheme of things, was pretty quick. Um, And it was recorded at Fantasy Studios in Berkeley, California. And thirty nine minutes and thirty four seconds. It's almost
3: thirty years old. Yeah, that's crazy. And
2: it was produced by Rob Cavallo and Green Day. Okay, so go to boy Kendall. Let's get into it. All and right. What beer did you bring to go along with?
0: Dookie. So, I was thinking it's, you know, this is one of the greatest albums of the 90s and really made a name for Green Day in the 90s. So, I went with a beer that also was kind of birthed in the 90s and grew legendary, and that is Rogue's Dead Guy Ale. It's such a good beer, too. Yeah. And, you know, it, it plays along with the kind of somber, grungy thing with the skeleton, but he's also kind of fun. He's <laughs> yeah. holding a beer, he's, he's having a good time. He's having a good and time. And I thought it just really as well with '90s uh, He's a craft beer. Guy. With uh, <laughs> yeah, '90s uh, '90s beer. Cool, and also a beer that has stood the test of time. Thirty years later, we're still drinking it.
3: Absolutely,
2: I know, and we're still listening to Dookie. Yeah.
3: Now is there a particular uh, which which uh, you said um, uh, which one did you say was your favorite track on the album?
0: Probably Basket Case. Basket Case, okay. but. You know, all those singles were just fantastic.
2: Do you remember where you were when you heard the first song from them?
0: I have no idea. Okay. Um, well, if you
3: remember the '90s, you probably weren't there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was probably just That's listening funny. to the radio. Probably here. I just moved to Nashville the spring of '94, so mm-hmm. probably just driving around listening to KDF back when they were uh, rock before yeah. they turned country. Yeah, uh, I they played a lot of Green Day on KDF. Yeah. Nice. That's probably where I first heard it. Open.
3: 103 KDF.
0: Nashville. I still have my uh, 103 KDF uh, card. You remember they had the club? Yeah. And they had little cards you could go around and pick up free stuff around town. Oh, really? I had, a, I had one of the rock, stickers. It's the rock card.
2: Oh. Nice. Wow. Nice. That's pretty progressive for Nashville, cool. isn't it? <laughs> From back
3: then. Well, give us some tasting notes on uh, Dead Guy.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, it's... Uh, what I think traditionally it's been called a mybach, but yeah. it's just a nice brown. Um, I don't know if it is an ale or lager, but it is it's super malty, but it still finishes really dry. And it there's does. this wonderful woodsy, earthy, herbal bitterness that just kind of balances out that little malt sweetness. You, you you look at this thing and you think that's going to be a malt bomb, but it's really light the mm-hmm. way they made this beer, and it's it's just got a lot of flavor. And it's it's a perfect beer for food.
2: It is, yes.
0: You know, and we've talked about that many times on the show. So many, yeah. so many of these brown beers with the malt content just holds up really well to big, you know, big food. Pretty
3: much anything: pizza,
0: burgers, yep, barbecue, especially you cheeseburger. That. Oh yeah, goes so well mm-hmm. with us.
2: And I imagine that they were eating a lot of cheeseburgers and interesting fast food etc on the road as they were touring
0: the young, this record young touring band yeah, yeah so well, they were know. eating some kind of spoiled food <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's where they got the name for the uh they had some bouts of diarrhea so. yes <laughs>
3: yes yes that's uh, yes where the did. name came from and yeah.
2: here i thought they were just so excited to be going on stage <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> hate to be their laundry crew at that, that point in time but-
2: Yeah, right.
0: But I'm pretty sure we've talked about this beer more than once. This has been our
3: best of on multiple occasions. Oh, and
2: I mean, and there's a reason why. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for so long, it to be doing so well and still holds up in the lexicon of all that is available right now. You know, even with the the fads, if you will, of New England IPAs and other, you know, hoppy IPAs and the lactose beers and the sour beers and the sour mm-hmm. lactose and the sour yeah. fruited stouts or whatever think is going yeah. on yeah. you know this, this still stands school. up right yeah, yeah i was
0: yeah. just looking at it it says it's a mybox style ale so where is okay. mybox a lager okay. this is an ale brewed in a style but you it's really hard to tell the difference as clean as this beer finishes yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely absolutely but yeah and what's great now is you can Go just about anywhere and pick it up in these beautiful nineteen point two ounce cans. That's oh, the new which big is thing, the man.
2: Perfect size yeah. for
0: sharing with friends. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Exactly. And listening to Dookie. There you go.
2: Yeah. All yeah, right. Like out in a fire pit or I, sure or anywhere really. Right,
3: right. In but it's,
0: it's so funny when I went in the store to buy this, I didn't necessarily have Dead Guy in mind, but it's mm-hmm. like, what's a beer that screams '90s? And yeah. When I saw this, it was like there was no other option. Yeah,
2: it's a no-brainer. It's
3: weird that this is a gas station beer. Now, like I right? see it, like at almost all gas mm-hmm. stations, and so it's a
0: brand that that really people know still yeah. gets their attention.
3: Well, and that, the iconic little you know dead guy on there, you know, even even if you don't recognize Rogue, you recognize that
2: dude. So
3: yeah, and he is prominently
0: cool. featured on the can. In fact, if yeah. you're looking at the front of the can, that's all you see. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, all you need and, is and honestly, the dead you guy.
2: don't need to. Yeah, you don't need, you need to know anything little, else. Little fella there. Yeah, ex- exactly. Right. But such a classic. Yeah. Well, we are going to rate the dead guy from Rogue, um, that pairs so well with Dookie. A five.
3: <laughs> sorry, sorry,
2: Rogue. I <laughs> at <laughs> <laughs> the record. We'll be back in just a minute with more. <laughs> Riding down this lover's
3: avenue.
1: As slow as a willow blows, or as fast as the whirlwind grows, we glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue. Look to the left, to the right, keep your eyes on the my darling wondering if we're only passing through open roads and open windows my hand is yours
3: forever sweet love our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view
2: welcome back everyone to another fine edition of Beer Club. And today's Beer Club is focusing on the record Dookie by Green Day that was released in February of 1994. This was Kendall's pick and we just finished discussing the beer that he um, brought with Dookie. So now let's go to good old boy Dave. What beer did you bring to go with Dookie?
3: Well, (laughs) when I think of Dookie um, (laughs) The album or the product, byproduct, um, only one beer truly comes to mind, and that is the Brown Note from <laughs> Against the Green. It's a great choice. The 5.8% American Brown Ale. Against the Grain Brewery is uh, out of Le- uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Been loving what these guys do for a long time. And although the can art might throw some people off, the beer that's inside it. Is actually a really outstanding beer. And I and I you know, on the surface I picked this because of the name the Brown Note and it looks like a guy crapped his underwear on the and can.
0: Honestly, the can art would fit well on the Dookie album I, cover. Yeah. It totally would. I, right. I
2: think the guys would appreciate it. Yeah,
3: that. you know, so much. originally they were gonna call it liquid dookie in honor of their diarrhea problem, <clears throat> but the label was like, No, you can't call it liquid dookie. <laughs> so they had to remove the word liquid. <laughs> um but honestly too though I think this is another beer you know against the grain has always been a brew that had like a little bit of an attitude that kind of did their own thing went their own way and so I think this also makes it pair well with this this record and like my favorite song I th- I want to say is probably when i come around because I just remember driving when like whenever you're driving in the car and that song came on turn the radio up put the windows down like even if it was winter and like everybody would just be singing like idiots and um i think that that's just a really good memory From me it's a blurry fuzzy memory but it's <laughs> most of my 90s memories are but yeah i think i think that's that's what i like about the album uh, and because there are a lot of good memories with it um and and it's still a good album to listen to kind of like you we were saying like a ton of the music we still listen to comes from that era yeah that's that's when we were really coming up and that's when a lot of the music that really impacted our lives was made you know but i like this beer a lot i think it has the nice uh right amount of hoppiness matches well with a little bit of roast uh good body good finish so yeah i'm a fan of this beer
0: I like it. And there's there's notes reminiscent of the of the dead guy in here.
3: Mm-hmm. There's a little bit there, yeah. A little
0: bit absolutely. of that malt, toffee, malty, but it's definitely a little more bitter. Mm-hmm. And it's more, I would say they're probably using a little bit newer style hops.
2: I mean, which yeah. is fine because it's a newer beer in comparison.
0: Yeah, this beer is what, 15 years old
1: yeah. at most? Yeah. Probably, so, yeah.
2: Um you know, so that makes sense. But, um, the tongue-in-cheekness of Against the Grain, like, to me goes, like, I would say if you were to say that, like, if you were to compare Against the Grain to a band, I think it would be something mm-hmm. that was in that punky 90s genre. Irreverent. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, the malt on this is nice, and it's, it's not too heavy, um... It's it's a really
3: light body on this thing, but it's very much, but it's kind of what you want it to be, and lets all the flavors just sort of float out there and ride along. Yeah. And I do like the I like the bitterness on it because it it lingers just enough on the finish to to make you kind of want to come in for another sip.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me, you know, of the band how they're a little they could be a little full of themselves a little bit, and you know kind of give you that little sucker punch. <laughs> but yeah. um
3: yeah man that dude he really he did a number on his drawers on this can. <laughs> so if you've never seen the can for the Brown Note, go look it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've no retail establishments that will not carry this beer. Really? Because of the can art. Well, they're, oh wow. They're jerks.
2: That's crazy. It's
0: yeah, it's a great brown.
2: Yeah. Well, there, I mean, yeah, there's that. So, if we were to rate the brown note from Against the Grain. Yeah. We would rate that a four.
3: Yeah. Nice. Good job, Against the Grain. Yeah. And keep crapping your pants.
2: Good job, good old boy Dave, for thinking similarly to Boom. Good old boy Ken. I,
3: I have not matured since 1994. <laughs> Probably 74.
2: <but laughs> yes. I so, got thoughts.
3: I still love a good poop joke. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and who does it okay well for me um i was intrigued by your pick of this record because it it does kind of represent a lot i'm going to go i'm going to be honest and say like green day isn't exactly my biggest band ever you know like who? it's not
3: prog rock okay let's just say it's not prog <laughs> rock okay
2: no but for what it for what it was when it came out, I I do remember like the first time I heard Basket Case, and I was like, "Who is this band? What wh- what is this?" You know, because again, for all the stuff that was going on, it was different, mm-hmm. and it's so um, different. And by this point, I was like knee deep into grunge and. Like, Mud Honey and Screaming Trees, as as well as the Pearls and the Sound Gardens, etc., etc. All of the, like, that sub-pop thing um, just was my jam. So, this was completely different. And I was like, well, where do these guys come from? And then they're like, oh, it's this whole California thing going on. And I'm like, California, really? Like, what's up with that? Um,
3: This was what all the grunge kids listened to by themselves because they didn't want people to know they were in a good mood.
2: (laughs)
0: Yeah. I mean, and truly when you think pop punk, I don't think anybody does it better than Green Day.
2: No. No. And that was a a genre that I had to wrap around my head a little cuz mm-hmm. I'm like, "Wait, how could you be poppy mm-hmm. and be punky?"
0: Yeah. They pulled it off. No,
2: mm-hmm. they did. Um completely. But what was interesting about the record is a lot of people thought that it was a sellout because yeah. they
0: had a lot had- of their original fans hated them after yeah. this. Yeah. Right you right. went to a major label you're
3: yeah,
2: but, 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 but you okay so despite the fact that green day kind of said no we want like we want everyone to know what this whole genre is like and props to them for doing like i think they did it with the best of intentions compared mm-hmm. to what some of their fans may or may not say you know what i mean i picked a beer that um, i feel anyways when you are starting out as a brewery I don't know that you necessarily would start out with a style like this. Knowing that hops are a thing and malty beers are a thing. So what I wanted, what I brought to the table today, which is, again, completely different than everybody else, is from Southern Grist, which is in our backyard in Nashville, Tennessee. And it's um, in their Hill series. So their Hill series was... What, the first one of the first beers when they came onto the scene. It was on their like f- their first day of release, along with IPAs and traditional beers that you would expect a The new, mixed greens. Yeah. That that you would expect mm-hmm. a new brewery to have. This just happens to be the latest one of the latest iterations, um which is just a representative of the whole Hill series. But it's called Hundred K Hill and um It is a sour ale that's brewed with lactose, passion fruit puree, and blackberry puree, and it's only 5.6% ABV. The reason why I picked this style, if you will, was because I felt when Southern Grizz came onto the scene that they kind of like sold out to the trendy stuff so quickly. Um, with this Hill series. and But yet, it's endured. And they kind of said, well, you know what? It's trendy. We're going to do it. And we're going to do it well. And like it's going to be a part of our life, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, to this day, it's a thing. So um, well, I, I not- wanted to compare that to Dookie.
0: And, and I love how they changed, because I just listened to a great podcast. I forget which of the beer magazines did it. Um, with Southern Grist at their anniversary when they were in town for CBC. Oh, nice. Uh, they interviewed them, and they were talking about that. It's like we we never liked drinking the same beer twice, so we decided to be a brewery that doesn't really brew the same beer twice. Sure. Um, and, you know, a few years in, that there's some that they keep around and keep brewing, but they're very, probably the most experimental brewery in town, always trying something new and oh, always, yeah. re you know, redefining what its style is.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, which, I mean, in a way, you could say that Green Day kind of did that, you know, too, because they helped push that genre of taking punk, traditional punk, and adding like a light pop-tartiness to it um, to make it more mainstream, Mm -hmm. which honestly, you know, people would say, punk, mainstream, what the heck is going on here? Well,
3: and honestly, like if you're a band, like you want to write great songs and you want... You don't maybe you don't necessarily care that everybody likes them, but you want to push your best work out there, you know. And if in some bands when they do that, they get a small following, and then when some bands do it, they hit big on one or two songs, and then some bands you know, small minority, they hit big and like they consistently go. And I I feel like that's what a brewery wants to do with their beers. You know, they want to put their best beers out there. And if some people like, oh, you're just following trends or you're just doing the next latest thing or whatever, well that's sometimes that's what you have to do when you're a business. But if you're doing it well and you're consistently out there pushing the boundaries Doesn't even matter. You gotta you got people gotta respect that. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah, exactly. So that's why I picked this beer. Um, On this style of beer, I should say. Um, In terms of Dookie, I... There's a couple of songs that I think would be, like, my favorites. I mean, Basket Case is one. You mentioned She before. That's a really good... I mean, you still hear that a lot today, you know. Um, But also, when I come around, you hear that a lot. And I think... it, and the album cover, more than anything, is what really drew me in because there's a lot of stuff going on on that record, and it's it's one of those things where um, I used to be a big fan of Richard Scarry as a kid, and that's where like there were cats, there were mice, there were you know various things, but it was one of those things that made it was one of those books that like you would search out for the little lowly worm or whatever. The Dookie record made mm-hmm. me, like, search out and look for different things. And, I mean, there was Patty Smith in there. There was Angus Young from ACDC in there. There was um somebody that looked like the Mona Lisa.
3: Oh, the chick from the first Black Sabbath album. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah exactly. I mean... Dogs so
3: having sex. I mean, just, you mm-hmm. know...
0: On my, I use Apple Music for most of what I listen to. If you pull up the album on Apple Music, it's actually animated. There's stuff moving around. Oh, cool.
2: Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Oh, that's
2: neat. That's neat. But it's, you know, it was cool. It wasn't just a picture. It, you know, if you looked more, you got different references. Yeah, and different meanings. Anyways. um, So there's that. So what do you guys think of the the 100K Hill?
3: It's tart. It's fruity. <laughs> it There's is. There's a lot. It's thick. Got a lot of stuff in it.
0: Yeah, this is a great beer. So much passion fruit. It's just. It is, right? On this the aroma, guy loves the passion fruit. I do love fruit, passion man. fruit.
2: But it's pure. Like, it's a good, pure passion mm-hmm. fruit. It's not artificial. Yeah. And I think for what they did, I think it was done well. Yeah. yeah, All right. good beer. So what shall we rate? Yeah, okay. The Southern Grist, 100K Hill. We are going to rate a four. And that is going to do it for today's episode. I think this was a great pairing and a great discussion. It was
3: fun. These, these beers all went really well with Dookie. Yeah, so. and
0: I've listened to this album a couple of times just getting ready for this. So yeah. I would encourage you to go give it a listen. Yeah. Great album, you know, almost 30 years later. Yeah, it's, it is. Get in that dookie.
2: <laughs> well, good old boy, Kendall, thanks for the recommendation, and thanks for being here today.
0: It's been a pleasure.
2: Please tell us about your blog.
0: Uh, my wife and I blog about the good news of good beer at dot 3com and follow us at bm3.beer as we travel to every brewery in the state of Tennessee in 2023.
2: How nice. cool is that? Good old boy, Dave.
1: Thanks. Bye. <laughs> this is
2: good out Juliana. Keep on shuggling and catch you next time.
1: Awesome. We hope you enjoyed good. this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. The subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a rule. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast, sip suds, and smokes. We love your feedback. And you can reach us at info at smokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at sipsudsandsmokes. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands. Millions and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode. If you're listening to us online, that's a big help to us. And we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping. This has
0: been a one tan hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life.